0: To Fans of the Forge, we're here with Joe Smith from Season 3, Episode 9, Panda. Yeah. whatever they say. It's Panda. Alright. Yeah. Look at that. So, you guys went to a junkyard. Yeah. Uh, what did you think when, when he rolled you
1: into a junkyard? <laughs> well, they wouldn't tell us where we were going. So we'd load it up and we we go on and we walk out of the van and we're standing there. And I, what's funny is I'm in New York. Where they're shooting the show and step out of the van i hear gunfire and i'm going i'm in new york and there's gunfire oklahoma kid ain't doing too well it's like all right and i'm like okay what is going on they go oh yeah where we shoot the episodes that they do the uh shooting a bullet at the sword and whatnot oh. that's where they do them and i turn around and look i'm like okay well they take us in we're all sitting there waiting and i'm sitting there and i look at pete People, the other finalists, and said, "I got a bad feeling about this." Yeah. Pizza, and what do you mean? I said, um, "Look around." As right. soon as I said that, the uh, production system's like, "Shut up! You can't talk about this." It's like <laughs> okay? But um, we're having a good time and everything. But I'm thinking myself going, "Man, I, I don't know how they brought all of the equipment that we're going to use to a junkyard." And uh, it's like, "All right, we're here. We're ha- we're ready to go." Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting on Will to come get us at that point. Yeah. So.
0: They have you guys salvage steel. Okay. Fair enough in some respects. Um, and then you guys have to use a coal forge. Mm-hmm. Were you comfortable
1: with that? That, that day was the first day I ever fired a coal okay. forge. Okay. I, ha- I I don't I used to not use one. It wasn't something I had a had a point of reference to work off of. So they pull that off there and I'm thinking, oh hell, this is gonna be a long day. And then they give us four hours to do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a long day. And uh, you went for
0: a leaf spring, mm-hmm. kind of typical. Right? That's yeah. something guys use all the time, so it's yeah. not so bad. Um, but they may know that you were working some of your metal cold.
1: Okay, one of the things that doesn't show up when you're outside, steel holds heat for a lot longer. And if you if you pay well, they really didn't show it a whole lot. But if you pay close attention, you'll see me pull my knife off and put it behind the anvil where I've got some shade that steel holds heat a lot longer than what you can see. Right. And unless you're right up on it, yeah, it looks, oh, it's cold. No, trust me, it, it wasn't cold. It's just something, when you're sitting 30 feet away from somebody, yeah. you can't see the real tight, the tight heats there.
0: Maybe something they just kind of threw in there.
1: Yeah, oh a yeah. A little drama. Like <laughs> He doesn't know what he's doing, he's working some cold steel, yeah. oh
0: boy. So, they made uh, note that, you know, you had a stout blade, but there's a good feel to it, so. Mm-hmm. Moving on, round two. You got to do. You have to incorporate one piece of junk
1: visibly into the handle. What's going through your brain at that point? I was thinking, okay, the easiest thing I can do here is a bolster, some sort of bolster that's just simple. Mm-hmm. Well, my initial thought was, okay, I'm going to use this piece of chrome because it looks cool. And I'm like, all right. Well, my handle was kind of wide because I made a real competition knife, one that we would use in blade sport. So I was like, all right, we got this. Well. The handle's so wide, I couldn't far- hardly find any material to work with it. So I was like, all right, well, I got a bumper. So I just cut off pieces right. of the poly- polyester bumper, glued it together, and that was my bolster. And I used um, uh, acrylic. It was acrylic block with uh, warthog tusk in it. And so I've worked with that stuff before, so I know exactly what's going on. Right. The greatest part about it was the smell. <laughs> the smell of burnt... Warthog tusk is nasty, and Doug is over there going, <laughs> and Dave's over going, What in the hell are you working with? They're screaming at me while they're doing this. I'm like, It's warthog tooth, and they're all going, That is the nastiest thing I think I've ever smelled. And it, it's just hilarious watching them because you'll catch them, you'll catch the judges off guard, and of course, they don't show that, but you catch them off guard, and they're like, They're real people, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Coconut Chop did a great job at mm-hmm. that. You move on, round three, dot. You guys got hit with a bad storm. Yeah. Um, and what was that like when that thing rolls through? Well,
1: we're sitting there, and my dad, we were at my shop, which is at my father's house, and uh, I'm talking to him, he goes, hey, watch this storm, we may have a bad one coming in. Well, the production crew's there and everything, and I hear it start raining. I'm like, okay, so we're out there watching the rain, just seeing what's going on. Then the garden shed goes away. And I slammed the door, and I've got a 1,400-degree uh, heat-treating oven that I've used with Ray Kirk's. And um, so uh, we. I'm standing there. The power goes out. Well, one of the camera guys is standing there, and I'm screaming at him, don't move because he's about that far from the heat-treating oven. That's on. Oh. And, um, well, what had happened was a tree limb, about six eight inches of diameter, fell. diameter, got blown out and broke the power line off at the ground and uh so we ran a generator and everything and went back to it but day one i have the shortest amount of work time ever for and fire for day one i had an hour wow <laughs> and i know
0: i've heard you know they say you guys can't bring in outside stuff once yeah. you start i'm like yeah
1: generator. i mean you're dead in the water like of course you had a well fortunately the production crew they paid for the generator. Because they were like, can you find somewhere to work? I called the guys that I knew and nobody had a place for me to work. And um, so it was like, they're like, all right, just right, we'll just go rent a generator, we'll pay for the generator. So fortunately the guys were great. The production crew was really cool. They uh, were like, all right, we'll get this. So we went and got it, hooked it up. Problem was, I had to feed the generator and it was diesel. So when it would run out of fuel, you're over there grinding, you're grinding, and all of a sudden, yeah. and everything in shop quits. So it's like, okay. I didn't get to take the time off. They wouldn't stop the timer uh, while I'm having to reprime the generator. So there's a few days that get a little tight, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so during the heat treat, you got a, a kind of a warp. Were you able to kind of work that out? I worked out as best I could. Yeah. L6 is what I made it out of. L6 doesn't like to be re-bent, basically. And it took just a little bit of warp, but not, not anything bad enough to, to grind out. Um, my biggest problem was just a few things didn't get put together quite the way I like to. Right.
0: All right, so you guys go back for uh, testing. Rope cut, rope cut. You said there's a lot of forward weight in your blade. Then kill test the deer carcass chop, made it through that, Kill that deer no problem. Mm-hmm. So then it's the sugar cane strength test and took a bend in the
1: ricasso. Well, actually what happened was, we tested this sword at home. My dad's been a hunting guide for years, so we actually got a pig. We went and shot a Russian boar, brought it to the house, and I've got slow motion video it. I don't have it on my phone anymore, but it's on our YouTube channel and stuff. And um, I cut the head off of this pig, the body never moved, it just twitched. <laughs> and it was hide, bone, everything, yeah. and everybody, the camera crews went, oh, that was gnarly. But um, the sword was great. and. What happened was there wasn't actually been in the ricasso when i sent it in my guard was five degrees off okay. because whenever i put everything together i was off like i said it didn't quite fit up exactly but i was running out of time so right. i hammered everything together and when i got done i looked at it and went oh crap. there's nothing i can do about that so i sent it in and uh whenever uh, during the episode i told myself i sent it in and that was like that and so they are like, okay, they went back to the video, and I'm like, yes, that was the way it showed up. It didn't take a bend, it didn't take a set. Unfortunately, they won't, that doesn't yeah. go on the episode, but um, it was something that, once we all got everything established, they were, the forward weight, actually, the panda is only used to behead people that is the only use it has so there's no reason to need a recovery right all you're doing is going over and chopping people's yeah. heads off and it works amazingly well I will say that it kind of freaked me out when I hit that pig with it and it slipped through that pig's neck like that I'm like going, it kind of gave me a cold chill because I'm like <laughs> going whoa <Right>. that's weird <laughs> you know yeah. but um, it, it did perform really well but you know Pete did uh, balance his more like a katana which Doug's more used to, those balanced blades like that. Uh, but uh, I had a great time it. it. was a lot of fun. Awesome. And
0: uh, they they go back.
1: you're on Knife for Death.
0: Mm-hmm. You say the very first episode? Episode one. Two, yep. Awesome. And so everyone seems to get stopped by the fish.
1: <laughs>
0: what, are your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: The fish is something that if you don't know how to cut it, I, I'm in Oklahoma. We don't have big fish like that to mm-hmm. cut up and apparently you're supposed to hit them in the spine, not the belly. Right. And uh, I didn't know that. Plus, when we're running through our goggles that they've got us in, they are fogging up like mad. And so I got through the chicken real easy. I mean, it was just a flick of the wrist and right. went through it. I get the fish, I can't even see the fish. I see an outline and I'm like, well, I really don't have a choice here. So I just swung away. But um, it was a lot of fun. Of course, uh, that was the part that held me up, but I had the fastest time through the course, and so that got me to the final, yep. and um, fortunately the final was just a blast. It was awesome. an absolute blast. And um, there's a the blade from the Ooh, show. Check that out. Now, given it's been cut down two inches to make it a bladesport legal, okay. But um, that that is the knife that was on the show. I figured you might guys you guys might actually like yeah, to see that.
0: Yeah. that's awesome. So we have some generic kind of rapid fire questions okay, cool. here favorite non-blade item to make? Sheets. Okay.
1: Um, stainless or no stainless? All of these. I mean, it's something that I use everything from steel to 52100, anything like that. Okay. So it's it's something that anything. Yeah. Uh,
0: coal or gas? Gas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite damascus pattern? Um, not really. Okay. And, uh preferred uh, knife style to me? Work knives. Okay. I'm gonna say that's it. Cool. So, cool. thanks for your time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Check out our other
0: videos. Last day here at the Grudge Match. See you next time.
2: live from Pigeon Forge Grudge Match. We're here with Chad Osborne. How are you, man? I'm doing great. It's been a great show so far. Have you gone up on the stage yet? Yep. Once. One time. Once? How'd you do? I lost. Ah, damn. Well, I'm sure you'll get another chance to get up there today. Oh, yeah. And, um, for you. Alright. So, we got a couple of questions. The first episode you were on was Season 2, Episode 7, The hotel Yes. You got through to the final round against, and, uh,
3: See, vert, vert one. So
2: for this one, you guys had to make a signature blade using the steel provided, mixed with wrought iron. Had you done stuff with wrought iron before? Never even played with wrought iron. No. So you were in a little
3: bit of a tough spot. Uh, but I, I, my main steel I use is repurposed steel. Yeah. So, that, so I'm familiar with most steels, but I know wrought iron has no carbon in it. I've never had a chance to play with the forge. I just heard of forge is really well. You can make all kinds of decorative things. Yeah. But I've never forged it. Never touched it until that day. So when you
2: got to round three and you found out you had to make the hotel had you ever made anything like that before? I've,
3: I've made swords, but I've never made anything curved, okay. and that was the curviest looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> And so. then the scary part was you had to have a uh, they called a central rib, which I like. Here's a s- sample right here. That central rib. Yeah. And I've never made that either. So I made a jig for my press to make that central rib, and I forged it out just like that. And I curved it with a little jig, and then everything fell in place. Yeah.
2: So, you went through a buying shop, killed us on a logistics dummy, and then a sharpness test, and uh, you're having some issues
3: with the hooks. Uh, The the tip, see, when they originally told us the description of the weapon, they said it was designed to reach around an opponent's shield and hook them in their vitals. And then they said it was also designed to reach up and pull a rider off of the horse, and I went for the hook. Assuming in my mind, I'm thinking this is season two, they're gonna step it up a notch. They're gonna put this dummy on a, on a fake horse. Doug's gonna pull it off. They're gonna have a shield to put of the kill test. It's gonna go around it. Oh, yeah. So in my mind, go with the hook. Yeah. And they didn't have any of those for the challenges. Right. So kind uh, of so the hook kind of set me apart and got in the way of the lines. He actually got stuck in the kill test. Yep. They cut that out of the show. Really? Four minutes that played. Was stuck in the shoulder of the dummy and they're cranking and pulling and frying and finally dug somebody's threw blo- dug a glove and popped it out, but it took four minutes for it to pop it out. <laughs> oh, well,
2: we appreciated the design. I thought it looked really cool. And yeah. the judges did say it looked authentic. They said it looked like it came out of a museum. Absolutely. So then you came back with the fan's choice episode. Yes. Against Robbie Bowman. Very Great Kirk and Josh Weston.
3: So that's
2: like a who's who of who's here today. Exactly. And uh, you guys, test. let me see here. We got the notes. It's a okay, so you had to plant uh boards using barbed wire. Barbed wire? Yeah. I have to see if we going any other materials. Barbed wire is probably not one of those. No.
3: Normally it's galvanized on top of it.
2: Oh right, exactly. And that's poisonous gas if you cook it. Right. Yeah. You don't want to mess around with that. So. I believe you said, are you forging kidding me? Are you forging kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Which my wife made a point to to note for us, yes. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> there we go. So we made it into round two, and it turned out that yours ended up being a little too long, and that is—it was
3: everything went perfect. I was running out of time. I didn't know if I was going to get my blade done. Yeah. I took the barbed wire, I twisted it up tight, forged it into just a bill of the steel. Then I took the leftover 1080 bar they gave us, and then stretched it out, and I cut it just like you do Damascus, and I made Damascus barbed wire. And I made a sand mine, knowing that my core's gonna have no problem, I'll have the looks. Everything turned out great, everything happened great, everything went great. I measured four times, but I measured four times wrong. <laughs> they gave me a ruler. I don't have a ruler right here, but they have yeah. a ruler. The bottom of the ruler didn't start counting until it went up a quarter of an inch. And then it had zero. I just picked up the ruler, slapped it on the anvil, made my maximum mark, made my minimum mark. And I go, well, instead of being safe, like a thumb and going right in the middle, between, it was between eight and ten, and instead of going for nine, I went for nine and three quarters. And at three quarters, because of the ruler, I was off an eighth of an inch. And my, and my blade, out of all my competitors, it was beautiful. It, was, it had flawless forge welds, and, and they all go, man, you have a beautiful, Bye, beautiful blade. <laughs> and then, bye-bye, uh, too big, go to go big or go home. I went too big, went home. Well, we're hoping that we can see you on there again someday. I'm hoping to be on again, maybe for uh, uh, Master Apprentice. I got two apprentices, and they are
2: doing really excellent. That would be awesome to see you on there for that. So I have three more questions for you. Okay, so... Have you done canister Damascus or do you do canister Damascus? Never tried it yet. Haven't got around to it. Okay. Stainless or no stainless? i
3: Have never, never got the stainless yet either. Okay. What's your favorite style blade to be? Oh, just, just a chopping style blade. Chopper style and any repurposed steel. Um, camp knife chopper style. Big. Like between a a bolo machete and a kukri, kind of combined. That's my that's my go-to.
2: Awesome. Well, Chad, thank you very much for talking with us, man. Enjoy the rest of the show.
3: You too.
4: Welcome back to fans of the forge i have taken over we have taken over the guys are actually behind the camera making sure we don't do anything stupid but i can't guarantee i won't us uh, so? yeah <laughs> <Me> especially <laughs> anyway so i got notes as if as if uh uh these are oh, notes. Oh, 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 oh,
5: did you did you say your name Who oh are you, you? my
4: name's alex ruiz i'm the uh, season five episode uh 14 horseman's axe Forge and fire champion
5: now, next to me is, introduce yourself, good sir. Uh, I'm Jeff Wagoner, uh, episode uh, two of season five, the Ski-Avona winner that uh, nobody picked. I'm going to keep your mind into that. Nobody well, picked me. Well, let me tell you except, something. Except the lovely wife.
4: Well, let me tell you something. I picked you.
5: You didn't even see my show. You yes, didn't I did. Get, you I saw it when know. it came out. You didn't know. Okay, A just go. get on with the questions, <laughs> get on with the questions. Yes. Oh, it's not—it's not an underdog. No, it's not an underdog. She knew all along <laughs> I was gonna win. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, I—so uh, you got—so you go
4: up, you go up against all these people, all this experience. What are you—what are you feeling? I mean, you get to talk to these people on the way to set. How do you feel when you stack yourself up against a competition?
5: Well, see, I don't know if I could say the word, but I pretty much figured I was screwed. Oh. okay. Um, when I was talking to the guys at the hotel you know, we get a chance to run into each other and talking to them before their experience was way over mine and I thought basically when the the Cole Ford showed up, I thought I was done. Done.
4: Yeah, now <clears throat> see I see the as as another Smith as a fellow Forge and Fire guy. Um, I was I was watching. I'm like, okay, cool, For coal forges. That's my favorite. I wish I got the coal forge. Then I'm seeing you, just like, ah, oh, crap, coal forge. <laughs> How'd you feel when you realized you were about to use something?
5: like that actually i believe it wasn't oh crap it was a a, a different word that they felt like they had to bleep out oh man Um, those bleeps yeah when they interviewed me they asked would you ever do a coal forge and i told them absolutely not i won't go on the show if you do that to me and they did it so (laughs) i'm pretty sure they were trying to set me up as the fool well uh i pretty much got the last laugh
4: so you see i see people pick up stuff like maybe i would have picked up like the saw the big saw blade. Other stuff looked a little too clunky to me and that's just, that's my experience there. Why'd you pick the piece you did?
5: Well, I, to tell you the truth, um, the whole plan was I actually thought I would get a fire going in the coal forge. Yeah. And I'd be able to really stretch the steel out and make a, a big chopper because I planned on, you know, chopping the hooves in half. Yeah. And uh, it didn't happen that way, but uh, it still ended up getting a big chopper and it worked out perfectly.
4: Yeah, all right. So, you know, we get, uh, we get uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Is it Gary Wapel or something like that? Something Wapel. The guy who picked the uh, the, the, the piece with the, the saw blade. and had a lot of micro <laughs> fractures in it. So knowing he gets eliminated with the nicest shaped blade because he pretty much cut it out. And it was minimal forging needed, but he had a lot of fractures in it. So you know you're going on. You're going on to do your handles and everything. How do you feel going into the second round, though?
5: I'll tell you the truth. Um, He's a pretty guy, pretty good guy, and he's a really good knife maker. And for him to go out first, mm-hmm. I was actually—I um, I wouldn't say happy, but uh, yeah, I was kind of glad that I wouldn't have to go up against him. Yeah. But uh, I was feeling very confident a- after the coal forge. I mean, I, I dealt with that. After that, I could do anything I want. And in that world of grinding and doing the handle, I mean, I was—I was just. Happy, smiling away, yeah. loving every minute of it. So I watched that, and I liked how the
4: uh, the, uh, the other guy was like, "I made a hoof slicer, Japanese hoof slicer," and me just I'm like, "Is that a thing? Is that a thing?" I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, "Oh, okay, they're just goofing around." But you know, you get up to the comp, you get up to it, and you start everyone starts chopping through the stuff. You see your performance. How do you feel about it when you stacked up against everyone else? I mean, we all have our opinions at the end of testing. What you, what was your opinion of yourself?
5: Uh, I'm not gonna lie I I was just wondering who was gonna be second who was going okay. home with me I mean okay. I, I dominated the hoof chop I it, both go. the guys knew it and, and the bag chop or the slice was easy uh, I was pretty much wondering who was gonna go home with me
4: all right so you get you get you get it you get uh, get this weapon unveiled skib on a and you see this basket hill, which is something I was afraid of going into Fortune Fire to begin with because that was one of the things I was asked, would I do a basket hill? I'm familiar with it, but I would be terrified to do one or a swept-hilt rapier or something like that. So now that you know you got a complex handle, what do you think?
5: Tell you what, when, it, when they showed it, I was excited. Yeah. I mean, I wanted something. I, I wanted a sword, mm-hmm. and I wanted something elaborate, complicated okay. that I could do uh, my version of yep. and I was more excited than afraid I was constantly instantly thinking of what I'm gonna do for it so I was excited yeah well you know, l- let me l- my from my perspective watching I wasn't excited I was
4: scared just watching it because <laughs> I could put myself because I've been in the position to do the stuff on the show you know being a finalist and everything so I'm like god I would be terrified and you you're just like I'm gonna make this happen i'm like man i wish i had i had that kind of confidence going in and i'm seeing your stuff go up i've seen the uh, the other finalists his stuff go up and he's got the big tools he's got some really fancy equipment and you're you're roughing it the hard way just like i did in my in my episode so i mean i know you don't know what kind of tooling he had until the show aired but how'd you feel once afterwards and you actually get to see it
5: yeah i was uh yeah i kind of knew he had a little bit of money but i didn't know all the setup he had yeah um it didn't bother me. I mean, right. I, I try not to make excuses. I, I take take what I'm given and what I deal with and do the best at it.
4: All right, yeah. So you get you get your weapon put together and I got to say it looks fantastic. I love the way it looks. I love that black, that jet black and the way it blended in with everything else. You got that you. chrome going almost too. And then you get to the final round, you get to testing, you get through the first round. How you feeling? What are you feeling?
5: After that dummy test, the kill yeah. test. Yeah. Wow. I was excited as what Will was. I mean, they didn't show this part, but Will was awfully excited about that. I mean, it almost cut it in half. Yeah. I was, uh, I was really excited after that. I figured it was. Uh, if you're talking boxing, I figured 10-8 uh, round, I was ahead.
4: There you go. Confidence, I love it. Uh, and now we get to the we get to the. I think it was the um,
5: terracotta chop. There we or go. Punch. Yeah. It Punching, it the, yeah. The Punching it with the yeah. Punching
4: it with the the basket hilt. Yep. What'd you think when you heard that that was gonna be the way they tested that?
5: Uh, I wasn't worried about it. I was more worried about obviously what they came up with and said um, that it would hurt their hand. Yeah. That—that's the only thing I was worried about. I didn't think it would hurt—hurt hurt the hand at all—to punch through then. Yeah. And the birch wood, I wasn't really worried about.
4: Okay. All right. It comes to testing. They've tested it. Y'all two standing up there. You're about to get—you're about to get told who wins. Forge and Fire. Boom! It's you. What's going through your mind? How are you feeling?
5: Yeah, to tell you the truth, I, I actually thought I was having a heart attack at that time. <laughs> I mean, I, I told them I I need some aspirin. I, I, I this is unbelievable. I, I you know, I I thought I was gonna win. I thought I was well ahead, but it was it was close. It it was close. But I really was confident that I was ahead. But still, you know, just sitting there waiting, the excitement was was unbelievable
4: yeah and you know I think I mirrored that too I mean I know what happened on my episode and everything but I felt I was still amazed that by what happened how it happened you know uh, you know but I, I feel great knowing that you know I'm a fortune fire champion bringing it to uh, bring it back to Texas and
5: you I think are the first for Minnesota you know, if you want to get technical yeah um, I am the first look it up huh? I filmed <laughs> mine in July but um, actually, season five, episode one, um, I believe it was the episode of uh, guys that supposedly weren't experienced, even though I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, he was from Minnesota. okay. And uh, that really tweaked me the wrong way because he got to show first and he won. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be the first winner for Minnesota and technically I am. There you but, go. You, you heard uh, it first
4: here, folks. Technically, he yes, is. Yes, and I filmed first. If the glove fits, wait, doesn't fit. Never mind. I don't know what's happening anymore. All right. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for doing this. And thank you all behind the camera for letting us do this, oh, this with is, your your equipment. This is great. This has been We're going to have to come up
5: with our own show. <laughs> all right. No. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>